Welcome to the All Hallows School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're back talking to James Callow, previously our guest in episode three of this podcast. This time, though, James is talking to us about sport at the school, which means we're going to hear about the importance of sport at All Hallows School, the approach the school takes in teaching games, and what happens when there's a pupil who perhaps isn't into sport, like some of the other children might be. So let's not waste any more time, but come with me as we step into the world of sport at All Hallows with James Callow. All that rhymes. James, thank you for being here and welcome to the All Hallow School podcast. How are you? Yeah, very well, Simon. Good to see you. We'll listen to you again. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. It's good to talk to you again. It's good to find out more through your eyes about what school life is like. But of course, this is our second podcast recording that we've done with you. So we did one earlier in the year on a different subject. But just for the sake of anyone listening who maybe didn't hear that one, can you just tell us who you are, what you do at the school and how long you've been there for as well? Yeah, I'm a deputy head pastoral at All Hallows. I've been here 21 years now, developed my role in, in many different ways during that time. But my role at the moment is pretty much to make sure that all the children are happy, healthy, safe during school. And I have a sort of particular line management for the pastoral care, safeguarding and boarding and sport at school. So it's a, it's a wide, wide job, but a really enjoyable one. So pastoral and boarding and sport. Yeah. That, that is a pretty wide role. How do you balance all three of those different aspects of your job? It's, it's, it's really pretty well balanced, actually. It tends to focus on a lot of communication in the morning. You're talking to a lot of people in, in this role, whether it's parents, pupils, um, staff, balancing all that out. And then I get to the probably the slightly more enjoyable side of it, getting outside in the afternoons or getting to fixtures on the weekend or an evening and, and enjoying the sport, which has always been my sort of bread and butter, sort of what I started life doing at All Hallows. Okay, well, let's talk about sport then. Tell me why sport is such an important part of life at All Hallows School. I think it, it is a huge, huge important part. I think it's embedded in, in, in everything we do. Right from the start, the children are encouraged to be active in everything they do. In a less formal sense, the younger they are down the school, whilst we do have, we have our PE lessons and we do have swimming lessons that are looking at developing fundamental movement as we go up through the school, it takes a more formal approach in that sense. Everyone has a team as they go up through the school. Really important. Everyone gets to play as part of a team and learn through learn through that, learn the values of sportsmanship to win, lose, overcome challenges. I just think it's very integrated through through everything we do. And you see you see children's confidence rise and fall potentially as as, as to where they, they feel they're getting on, on sports pitches. And it can be a really important tool to boost self-esteem. If a child does have their challenges in the classroom, to, to come outside on the sports pitches and feel that they can achieve and take part and rub shoulders with, with anyone is, is a really powerful tool to use. At the moment, we've got a little, um, well, a little focus in our middle years, actually, um, sort of linking into work we're doing in PSHE, which is looking at how they can as individuals make their teammates better players okay how they can work together how they can encourage them and how they can you know as part of a collective really pull together because sometimes in sport i think if you look in the media at times we tend to sort of there's a lot of hero worship and a lot of individual individualism and actually we need to teach them how to be part of a team as well 
What sort of people are you thinking about when you talk about individualism? I think if you, generally a lot of football role models are sort of held up on pedestals. They tend to be the goal scorers in rugby. It tends to be the try scorer. Yeah. And I think you get some interesting characters in sport these days. You get some great characters. You get some great players as well who, who do understand that, that team ethic and have that humility. But I think it's not as balanced as it should be. And I think sometimes understanding that the, the people who, who do the hard work, who do the hard yards, um, have a great phrase basically that one of my football coaches used to talk which talk about, which was 88-2. The premise being that a football match is 90 minutes long. If you're the best player on the pitch, you probably have the ball at your feet for two minutes. Gosh, and the wow. other 88 minutes, you're running, shouting, screaming, working for everyone else, yeah. organising all those, those skills and attributes that, that everyone needs to have and everyone can work on. Mm. And we use, I use that quite a lot. Mm. I like that, 88-2. I think I remember that. Why do you think it is then that sport does seem to have this individualism in the media as opposed to promoting the teamwork aspect i think it's just sensational isn't it i think they like to sensationalize performance build up performance unfortunately knock it down as well pretty quickly yeah. but i think it is that you know ultimately you've got to sell stories so you need something spectacular cricket's a good one as well i think sport has evolved to be more spectacular and mm-hmm. cricket possibly for the better as well i think if you look now 2020 internationals you look at someone like Josh Butler who can absolutely smash the ball <laughs> to all parts and it is genuinely spectacular you know you could say that for cricket that's probably to the betterment yeah but there's still a place for the test match there's still a place for hmm. um, being a dogged hard-working performer yeah yeah okay well let's take it back to school life for a mm-hmm. moment tell me a little bit about sport when children are very young maybe in nursery and pre-prep at what yeah. stage do they start to take things a little bit more formally and how does the informal look when they are at that age yeah so at a younger age it is looking at fundamental movements loads of opportunity loads of time to run to jump to throw to catch all the, the basic sort of multifaceted skills that, that take place in in many sports rather mm. than focusing on an individual sport we introduced some some free running modules a couple of years ago whereby the children used the school environment at a young age I think it was year two actually at the time again just to run jump leap climb or those passages of, of movement that modern children don't get the chance to enjoy as much we don't really risk take as much as we used to i bet there's probably 50 percent of the children climb trees as, as used to so we need to offer that through school through play and that but also through our p in games curriculum as well and then as they move through the school in year three we start our, our i guess our formal games program whereby the children will have three games lessons a week plus fixtures and they'll learn their their sports so they're They'll okay. learn their, their sort of their hockey, netball, rugby, cricket, athletics. Um, alongside that, there's a there's a program of clubs and activities for golf, tennis, etc. Oh, wow. So it's it's getting the basics in early and then still continuing them. Year three is still very young. I think if it's trying to explain that that specialising at a young age again, which is a which is a modern trend. If you look at football clubs and academies, that mm-hmm. some of them wouldn't want the children or, or don't seem to allow the children to play any other sports at the age mm-hmm. of sort of six or seven, which is which is a bit mad. Your best sports people are going to be those who have that breadth of opportunity at a young age and then mm-hmm. gradually gradually specialise as they go through, mm-hmm. which can also be quite a hard hard time for children who who enjoy breadth of sports and are, and are good at a lot of sports as well. Mm-hmm. So we've heard on previous episodes about the different approach to education in the classroom at All Hallows, mm. but do you have a special approach to teaching games as well? 
I think we do, but I think it's linked very linked to to the whole school ethos as well. I think it falls in line. I think all areas of the school actually sort of the ethos sort of permeates through that and is hugely important. I think um, the breadth of opportunity first and foremost is is hugely important, and that allows us then to, to focus on developing each child as an individual. Right. And again, that's what we do. Whether it's providing a team for everyone, whether it's boosting a boosting a child we have lots of flexibility between the teams as well it's really focusing on what that individual needs at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and offering offering opportunity at, at sort of the an, an entry level mm-hmm. yeah and then offering an excellence of performance and supporting sort of high, our highest performers at the top level as well mm. and i think it's being able to do both i think the numbers of children we have and the staffing we have helps that as well i think mm-hmm. um if i look back to this year our our games lessons are all taught by specialists. We do have okay. other staff who are, might might be a French teacher, for example, and who who can have played hockey, who will support our match program because we have more teams and we have specialist game staff. But all the teaching done by the specialists. So if I look back to the girls' hockey season this year, I led the coaching for year three, four, five, six, and seven, eight. So I got to got to coach everyone. The same in the rugby, same in, in other areas as well. So our specialists really lead that teaching. Mm. And then the the matches are, are, are supported by a variety of staff, which I think is to the benefit of the children. Mm. I also think we really focus on promoting thinkers, not robots. And that starts all the way through in the way that we encourage the children to think, self-organize at a very young age. When they're in year seven and eight, we expect them to be leading their own team talks. And again, I think this flies in the face of tradition in prep school sport. I think when I started in school, you often had teams of drones being organised by the loudest shouting person on the side, who is often mm-hmm. their teacher. Yeah. And that was what was expected. And I think sometimes, because that was traditions, that's what some of our parents still expect, sadly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes educating them that because we're not on the side screaming, shouting at the children, like another coach might be, doesn't mean we don't care. Actually, it's quite the opposite. We're looking at mm. our pupils to overcome the challenge, to think things through, to self-organize, mm. to notice for themselves that they're out of position. And actually, it might be that conceding a goal or conceding a try and, and failing is, is a big part of that. Mm. So at a younger age, particularly, we're not results-driven. Mm-hmm. We do have good results, but it's through the process. We want the children to enjoy and learn through the process. Mm. Then what we find as they go up through the school, we are very successful. Our girls hockey team got to the last eight in the country last year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, at the time, COVID prevented the finals, but oh, no. we might have got higher, but we, yeah. we qualified through there, through the Southwest system. But even just being the top in the top eight is is a fantastic achievement. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you when you look at the number of girls that we're picking from as well, we'd be choosing from a quarter or or a tenth of, of some schools in that yeah, sense. So, yeah. And again, when we look at the unique way of doing things, I think making sure that no one slips through the net and having to really develop all the children as they come through yeah. is an important part of that. They do get that development. But then you talked earlier about the individual. So, of course, yeah. it's it's much more likely that they will be picked up and nurtured all the way through. Absolutely. We don't get a, you know, we're not going to double the size of the school in year seven. Hmm. and have loads of children come in and, and children uh, sort of lose their place, so to speak. It is about working with the children that we've got. And if you're here from reception all the way through, then, yeah, you get you get nine years of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's that's where we are. I think we also, we've, we've, we've changed things a little bit now. We're, we're doing a lot of mixed clubs. 
So we, we've looked at maximizing the participation through the year as well. So if we look at hockey again, for example, but we do the same with mixed rugby as well. There's a club all, all through the year for those children so that they can maximize their time playing those sports and, and girls and boys play together, which again, the girls learn from the boys and the boys learn from the girls. Yeah. So how do you handle a situation when there's a child who's maybe a bit reluctant to play sport? Good question. A lot of parents do ask that if you're, if you're joining the school and you have a child who, who, who doesn't enjoy sport, I would say that the, the atmosphere and the ethos in the lessons is, is about participation and enjoyment. Uh, structuring a little bit of success early on is, is a very good technique. I think often a child doesn't enjoy sport because their experience of it hasn't been a positive one. So creating the right environment, making it a positive experience and giving them the opportunity to, to be part of things with their friends mm. and mm. understand that they will play it at a level that's for them at the time. Mm. And if you're thinking about something like rugby, which can be very physical and mm. again, potentially can put children off of off of things if it's mm. not managed in the right way. Yeah. It's, it's making sure that it, it is safe. Uh, and I think most schools these days, we have very good relationships with our local schools. It is about making sure that we match up well and carefully. No one's going to get thumped 80 points to nil. Mm. Changes are made pretty rapidly to make sure that it's a fair a fair competition and that, that the children are, are getting the enjoyment out of it. Mm. Um, because mm. we all want them to be lifelong participants. We want them to have a healthy, healthy lifestyle and sport yeah. can play a key part of that. And in what ways do the school grounds help with the sporting opportunities for pupils at All Hallows? Yeah, we're, we're quite we're blessed in that sense. We've obviously got a beautiful campus just tucked in off the road, surrounded by countryside. We're, we're a really neat and compact environment in that we've got rugby pitches that we require. We've got a, an AstroTurf swimming pool, two cricket squares. Uh, we've got indoor nets, outdoor nets. Um, the sports hall, again, if the weather's poor, supports the programme, we can move indoors. But we've got loads of space to sort of to live and breathe in the summer term particularly, but, but into the, the Michaelmas term if it's dry break times the children are outside they're on the front field mm. they're playing cr- cricket football all sorts of mm. different activities as well which supplements things mm. but yeah we are very lucky mm. James tell me a little bit about sports scholarships that are awarded by senior schools because a little bird tells me that there are uh, quite a few of these that are awarded how do you support children as they prepare to leave the school and move on to a different school yeah, um, we're yeah we do very well in in terms of sports scholarships and the outcomes for the children. I do think that's that's part of the long process as well. It is a, education is a, is a is a slow and long process, and I mm. think as a parent you have to trust the environment you put your child into, mm. and then let them respond to that. And by the time our children are in year eight, they, they've they've gone through that approach. They can think for themselves, and their level of performance is usually reflecting of that. So. We also have our, our scholarship programme, which is called Body Armour, which we run for year seven and for year eight. Anyone can go to it who has an interest in, in their sport. It's run by a former GB skeleton bob athlete, Maddie Smith, who's fantastic. Okay, right. So the children are getting that you know, cutting edge input from a, a very high performing sports person, both in terms of sort of physicality and, and, and the, the mental side of sport. Mm-hmm. So they work with Maddie and get prepared sort of physically. We'll support the children through their, you know, their, their different levels of performance. County performance, we send a lot of children through the, the, the county performance route in hockey, cricket, okay. and support our pupils in their individual sports as well with lots of gymnasts, tennis players. And I think 
maintaining our own curiosity as a as a staff is really key. We collaborate well with our senior schools. We we have links to the University of Bath through the director of tennis there as well, and that high performance element of sport. Hmm. So it's trying to maintain an overview of of, of where sport's going. Mm. and um, preparing children for that. And I think if you look at most of the governing bodies these days, if not all of them, they've changed their approach to sport. It is it is about that sort of games-based, that appreciation, and, and we try and reflect that. And obviously it's, that's working at the moment as well. Mm. Mm. And I think in terms of a, an end goal, what we're looking for is that, that lifelong participation and enjoyment, whether it's through to, to sort of club or county or national participation, or whether mm. it's children going to university playing sport as part of their life mm. and, and sort of gaining their lifelong friendships through there because we can all look back fondly at our own sporting careers and certainly the vast majority of my lifelong friendships are mm. from the various sports teams mm. I've, I've played for as mm. well I've played with. Tell me a little bit about the future of sports at All Hallows School which areas of the sports life within the school uh, are you most excited about developing? I think mixed sport actually i think there are a number of sports that that lead themselves to that as well we during lockdown last year we did play um a lot of lockdown leagues okay which involved this mixing pupils in year three four five six seven eight and playing Mm -hmm. leagues in different sports okay Uh, and i think it showed the value in that for for both girls and boys Mm. we're moving towards mixed cricket we're not quite there yet last summer was a was a big step in, in pushing girls cricket forward and I think we'll end up with a hardball and a softball route so girls and boys can choose which route they go for whether they okay. want sort of the, the slightly tougher environment I guess of the hardball cricket or just mm-hmm. to enjoy enjoy softball cricket as a game mm. so moving in those directions is key I think really looking forward to that and we have some new staff on board as well a new head of girls games who's making a mark already um, and I guess the other thing is, again, we link in really well with our senior schools and the directors mm. of sports. There's some fantastic resources out there and linking with them and celebrating the performances of the children and the successes mm. of the children and the failures mm. sometimes yeah. is, a, is a really enjoyable process as well. Yeah. And then lastly, what can some parents do who may be listening to this right now? What could they do to encourage their children to engage more in sport? Good question. I think I think encourage is the word. I think we need to, and sometimes I struggle with this as a parent myself, we need to be helping our children facilitate the sport but and, and drive them there and highlight holiday courses that they can go to. Okay. Um, but do all that without being a pushy parent, without mm. making sure that it's meeting our own agenda and our own expectations. Oh, because okay. I really believe that in sport, just as in education in general, there has to be that element of self-motivation. And I think sometimes in the modern world, we, 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 everything's on a plate. Um, mm. And are there, if we are to, to help our children succeed in the long term, they need, to, they need to want to do it themselves. They need to develop that sort of slightly tougher edge themselves, I think. James, look, I just want to say thank you for being here today. It's been really good hearing about sport within the school. If anyone wants to get in touch and find out more about sport, maybe if they had a question about it, what's the best way for them mm-hmm. to get in touch with you? Yeah, just call through to the school if you're if you're if you're a current parent, and, and um, they'll put me through to my office. Or if not, just email me at uh, jcallow@allhallowschool.co.uk. Jcallow at allhallowschool.co.uk. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you for your time this morning. It's been really good hearing about 
sport at the school. I love the 88 too as well. Excellent. James, thanks very much. Uh, I appreciate your time and thank you for being here today. Okay, pleasure to speak to you again, Simon. So that was James Callow talking sport at All Hallows School. James, thank you for coming on to this episode of the podcast. It's always good to talk and I know that sport is something close to your heart, so I appreciate you sharing that with us today. If you have any questions about anything to do with All Hallows, then you can always get in touch. Just check out the main school website. But also, if you haven't followed this channel yet, then now is the time to do so, because then when the next episode comes out, you'll get a small notification which just lets you know that it's available. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.